So we are to part four of the lecture. This is where we left off last time. The next category we're going to talk about. So remember, again, <clears throat> let's let's recap real quickly. Uh, for this particular chapter, I want you to be familiar with the categories of sulfonamides, penicillins, cephalosporins, uh, tetracyclines, macrolides, quinolones, and other. Um, so we're at macrolides at this point. Um, you're going to recognize macrolides. They're going to have a suffix um, that you need to be familiar with. You'll notice here it's that mycin. Mycin. Um, this is this is one of those times where I want you to relate macrolides, mycin. Maybe the M's will help you. There is going to be a drug in the other category called clindamycin. That's a little bit different. It's not in these macrolides, but the myosin macrolides, okay? Um, normally used for pulmonary uh, infections, upper respiratory stuff. Um, I mentioned earlier talking about some antibiotics may be dispensed for the flu. A very common for uh, something called a Z-Pak, which some of you may be very familiar with the Z-Pak. This is a picture of it here. Uh, a lot of times, uh, someone with a flu may get a Z-Pak and Tamiflu together. Um, so anyway, azithromycin, um, the brand name is called Zithromax. And again, it's uh, part of that Z-Pak. Um, also, we do dispense azithromycin suspension to children. That's a reconstitutable as well. Probably the most commonly dispensed macrolide, um, but this is probably the poster child. Azithromycin is the poster child for antimicrobial resistance, um, what we talked about in lecture one, overprescribing. Um, wh why has azithromycin been overprescribed and not other antibiotics? It's all because of this, this picture right here. Easy to take. It's only a five-day course of medication. Um, the pack tells you exactly how to take it. It's well tolerated. It can be taken on an empty stomach and be taken with food. It doesn't really matter. It's a very easy drug. So, um, it, you know, a lot of times we'd see patients with a common cold, get a Z-Pak. Uh, I've got a cough, give me a Z-Pak. And um, that's why Z-Paks have really become not very effective um, anymore compared to the way they were. 20 years ago. A um, couple other drugs in this category of macrolides, clarithromycin, which is biaxin. You'll see some of that. And erythromycin, which is probably the oldest of the macrolides, um, but a common drug there. Um, erythromycin, normally called Aritab. So again, flu, um, strep throat. Um, again, this would be the preference if they're giving some sort of antibiotic with a viral infection, it, they would go with a macrolide in this particular case. All right. Um, again, some GI issues as far as macrolides are concerned, but they're, they're very well, well tolerated across the board. All right. Let's talk about quinolones. All right. Quinolones. So the suffix you need to pay attention with quinolones is this piece right here floxacin. So somehow figure out how to relate floxacin to quinolones, and I think you'll be a little bit more successful in what you're trying to accomplish here. Um, a couple of them on here, um, ciprofloxacin, very common drug. Uh, the brand name is called Cipro. Levaquin, which is levofloxacin, very common again. And the very one at the bottom, ofloxacin, and the reason this one is so common is because we see this a lot, especially in eardrops. Um, you'll see it more used in that um, 
in that arena than anything. So those are really the three main ones that I want you to be aware of. Cipro, Leviquin, Floxin, um, and then the piece that gives quinolones away, and that is the Floxacin piece. See if I can move slides. So there's a lot of different therapeutic uses for quinolones, bone and joint infections, infectious diarrhea. I'll stop here for just a section as a second as far as infectious diarrhea is concerned. Um, great example of this is like malaria or something like that. And you know, if there are there are a lot of churches around here before COVID, of course, that went on mission trips to different third world countries. And um before going to those countries, They'll actually give those folks, those church folks, they'll give them um, something like Cipro, and they will actually take it as a preventative measure before going into a third world country. Of course, because because of course you could you could come across some bad water, some tainted water, um, and then it might contain some sort of infectious diarrhea. So, um, ophthalmic infections. So, um, eye drops. You'll see a lot of quinolones that are eye drops. Ciprofloxacin for sure. Moxifloxacin um, is another one um, that is very common as well. Some uh, sexually transmitted diseases, diseases, upper respiratory infections, UTI as well. Um, what makes this interesting bone and joint infections? I'm going to touch on this just real quick. While it treats bone and joint infections, um, quinolones actually weaken the tendons. Um, so we've actually heard a lot of patients who take Cipro or Leviquin and they actually have an um, have an a tendon tear in their foot in their ankle area. Um, it's actually a common thing, so um, patients have to be careful with that. There you go. It's right there at the bottom of this next slide. Patients have a tendency to injure tendons. <clears throat> so uh, they don't want to take antacids with this. Again, avoid the sun. Seems like we've talked about that a lot. It says not to be given with theophylline. Theophylline is an oral medication to help with asthma. This is a, a bottle of theophylline of what it might look like. Uh, so they just want to make sure that we're very careful with that. Okay. All right. How many minutes are we here on this one? Still got a few. Let's talk about these other antibiotics real quick. So as I told you, there's several categories that I wanted you to be responsible for with this chapter also want you to be responsible with other, okay? This is going to be common in pharmacology that, that you know, there's going to be kind of an other category, something that's in the realm of antibiotics in this particular case or in, in another uh, drug category somewhere else. But in this case, we're talking about antibiotics. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's drugs that they are antibiotics, that they belong here, but they, they don't have a home. Um, and so that's kind of what we're talking about here. There's a couple here that um, I did want you to pay attention to, but I'll go ahead and read all these off. Clindamycin is a big one. Cleosin, um, very common as far as dermatologists are concerned. Uh, they, there's different drug forms that clindamycin comes in. There's a gel. There's, um, there's wipes, actual face wipes, clindamycin. Um, there's cream, lotion, those types of things, as well as oral uh, capsules. Um, Zyvox is another one, very expensive antibiotic. Um, metronidazole, which is flagell. Um, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. And vancomycin or vancosin. Let's talk about the vancosin real quick. 
Um, there are very strict CDC guidelines um, as, as far as vancosin is concerned. If, you, if your pharmacy does carry it, they, it is in unit dose. Um, they do not want the technicians touching it. Um, it can be uh, very dangerous. Um, however, there is more issues with it um, because of overuse. Um, the thing about it is vancomycin is not widely used in the United States. It's distributed widely in third world countries. So clindamycin, cleosin, remember I told you there were a lot of different things it treats. Right there at the very top is acne. Um, you'll also see it as used in dental procedures, especially if the patient is allergic to penicillin, then they will use that in dental procedures. Anaerobic pneumonia, bone and bowel infections as well. Um, I'm not really worried about the Zyvox. Metronidazole, okay, so... Uh, metronidazole is normally used for sexually transmitted diseases and other anaerobic, or no, I'm sorry, aerobic, um, aerobic uh, bacterial infections. But there's there's something you need to be aware of with metronidazole when you dispense it. We need to absolutely stress to the patient no alcohol, and I'm not talking about you know beer or liquor. I'm talking about any kind of alcohol. I'm talking about the, the alcohol in mouthwash could trigger a, a severe allergic reaction to metronidazole. So we need to make sure that the patient is aware of that. Notice what you'll see here. Um, you'll see it here, look, no mouthwash, no aftershave. It's a very dangerous thing. There's a lot of different things that can come along, but they will get severely sick. Um, um, it's just, they have a really bad um, reaction to it, all right? Um, as far as storage of liquid antibiotics is concerned, um, those that are already mixed um, in the pharmacy are clearly room temperature already. Um, we do carry a couple like erythromycin in a liquid form that doesn't have to be reconstituted, but that would be kept in the fridge. Um, the main thing, and we talked about this during your reconstitution lab, is that I want you guys to um, recognize and understand um, how the medication needs to be stored and you need to convey that information to the patient. Let them know before they leave the pharmacy, okay? Ophthalmic uh, antibiotics, I'm going to kind of, since we're right at the end, I'm going to carry out this. Um, I don't know how much time we have left. We're going to run over just a little bit. But so there are antibiotics for ears and eyes. Um, you also want to make sure to pay close attention to the packaging because the packaging can look similar. And, you know, an, an eye drop going into the ear is not really going to harm someone. However, think about it in reverse. If someone were to pick up an eardrop and accidentally put it in their eye, we're talking about it could cause damage. So you got to be very careful. Watch out. Okay. Um, but a lot of eye drops that are these ophthalmic antibiotics, um, you guys know, um, things like uh, pink eye, conjunctivitis. Uh, comes along. Um, there's other bacterial infections that can cause issues with the eyes as well. Um, you'll notice there's some here that are macrolides, including azithromycin. Um, and then you've got your quinolones that we talked about earlier, ciprofloxacin. And you'll just need to kind of pay attention to the brand names as well. Um, I, I don't believe there's anything on the test about this. This is more of, um, I just wanted you to kind of get a little familiar with the eye drops here. There's the moxifloxacin, which is Vigamox. I talked about that earlier. Um, the oxfloxacin, which is Ocuflox. Tobramycin, that's another one there. So um, 
Also remember, newer eyedrops are very expensive, so you may come across some insurance issues, including prior authorizations, um, those kind of things, okay? Okay, so that ends our lecture for Chapter 4.